stepping out of this conversation for the first thing was deep, deep breaths and landing into my body mm. and acknowledging that there was a discomfort, that there was a energy drain. And what do I, I know from my body when that occurs? I shake, I get up and I shake. Where we notice the energy drain, even though the other person might not see it in that moment, but there is an energy drain for the other as well. And it's not for the highest good. It is not for the highest good. If it's like a drag, I truly believe that it's, I'm not, uh, I'm not advocating for running away from the tough conversations. That is not it. It's understanding when we are standing up and we're here, but then it becomes this kind of like you're hitting again and again and again a wall and you're noticing, okay, my energy is drowning here because the energy of this entire dynamic is going down and then understanding it's not my, I'm not the one to hold space. And that is such a huge realization I feel to have. When you hear the word sisters, what is it that you see? We see an image of two sister girls giggling with one another as they entrust their deepest secrets to each other. Who they have a crush on. What bothered them at school. Why they are mad with their mom or dad. And what they feel insecure about. In true sisterhood, there is no judgment, no expectation. The only thing that exists is a committed, unquestioned support. Not of opinions, not of words. The support is directed towards the being. A sister doesn't doubt that her sister is worthy, magical, wonderful and powerful. She knows that she is all that and so much more. A sister shows up and in doing so invites her sister to do the same. Welcome to the Helden Sisterhood Podcast, where we nurture, explore, navigate just that holding ourselves and each other in the trust and integrity of sisterhood, in conversation while giving space to our and our sisters' experiences and celebrating the shift in ourselves and in you. Hi, I'm Marlena. And I'm Anna. And we are the co-hosts of this spontaneous yet intentional dialogue and healing journey of the medicine of sisterhood within all of us so that we realize how amazing I am you and we all What do you feel for today is what we want to bring into this conversation? What is a need? What is the want? One that does um, come up, which is kind of interconnected to into the process we, we had last week, on holding space for you and going through that. And also then the reflection we had on Thursday of like, maybe we actually need to, you know, would be good to have an episode where we more clearly talk about how to hold that space and what are the components of holding that mm -hmm. space. I, that also comes up because it's something that I experienced this weekend with a sister where I stepped into a space um, 
that was not clearly defined. Mm. And not that all spaces need to be clearly defined. It just became such a disparate, like dispersed, like intention. And so different from mine and hers that at some point energies just dropped and was like, I need to leave. Mm. Right. And how do I do that in a safe, compassionate way? given holding my myself holding my needs and at the same time acknowledging that this relationship is more than just this conversation that this relationship um means to me but right now the best thing that I can do is to step out of it Mm. um and then give myself time and give her time as well to just let that sink in all of the all of the feelings and come back the next day. At least for me, it was the next day. I had time to process. I did my own practices that allowed me to tune into my body. What really, what was really triggered there? Mm. Right? What was a projection? What, etc. Um, both movement, journaling, and all of those things. Coming back to our own conversations as well, mm. and being able to compassionately come back to her and reflect what I felt, what was present for me at that point in time, and what um, I would invite us to try or to explore in doing so in our future conversations. So mm. that's very present. That's very alive for me. Okay. Well. Let, me, let me just see if I got that. What I understood from that is that a topic that is present for you is how to how to actively actively and consciously create these spaces of sisterhood where one can have conversations that are curated well in a way to hold that space where those conversations are really there and consciously acknowledged from both ends to be a space of holding for one another and of growth for one another too because when we when we hold it, it, there is automatically a transformation that will happen, which is quite epic to say that out loud. Yeah. So that, that's what I got from that. And you having recently made that experience where that felt not clearly defined from the very beginning. And so the energies met somehow in different ways and there were expectations that were different. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. What what comes up when you share this? Did you feel yourself met in that description? Like did that or is there anything that I forgot? That was very that was very um <laughs> very clear, very on point. Um thank you for being such a beautiful mirror. One thing that immediately came up when you shared this was like one thing that came up was this, yeah, we we got a when you shared especially how you went through it afterward with what you observed in yourself and how you moved through it, which is so beautiful to just hear that process. It, 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 it's nearly like this holding or this space holding, this sisterhood. It can only happen if you are the sister to yourself in a way. Like if you can hold yourself deeply within as a sister, and I think that's, that's what your process really so beautifully mirrored because, yes, we can be there to hold space for others, 
hundred percent. And that's what this podcast is also about and what we want to, it's not about proving, but we definitely want to show the world what is possible in dynamics like this, what transformation can happen in dynamics like these. It's like we, we can definitely hold that space for others, but if that other in that particular moment isn't holding that space for themselves, it's we can support them in shifting to that space again. But it cannot be an expectation that we hold ourselves to because that's nothing that is in our hand. We can be there, we can mirror to the sister, we can call sisters out and we can let them know it's safe. I'm here to hold you in no matter what. And I'm ready to hold that space. I'm not here to get into this trigger versus uh, trigger, when trigger, triggers, trigger, triggers, trigger, triggers dynamic. But I'm really here to break away from that. But if if the other person in that moment isn't available to hold that space and to be with herself in that way, then we, I think you did great. We just got to let it go and we got to retreat because that is energy draining. And where we notice the energy drain, even though the other person might not see it in that moment, but there is an energy drain for the other as well. And it's not for the highest good. It is not for the highest good. If it's like a drag, I truly believe that it's, I'm not, uh, I'm not advocating for running away from the tough conversations. That is not it. It's understanding when we are standing up and we're here, but then it becomes this kind of like you're hitting again and again and again a wall and you're noticing, okay, my energy is drowning here because the energy of this entire dynamic is going down and then understanding it's not my, I'm not the one to hold space. And that is such a huge realization I feel to have. And then saying, okay, no, it's not mine. I'm, I'm taking myself away and I'm doing my own process with whatever comes up because stuff can come up there. Like I could see myself going into, oh my God, I didn't manage to, I wasn't the, like, I didn't do the right thing or I didn't say the right words. I didn't manage to support her out of this. And all of these things would come to my mind for sure. And then going through that and really, moving with that because that is then ours to support the dynamic with anyway lots of things that come up with that chair <laughs> I love that I want to mirror back what you said mm-hmm. about sisterhood that the way that we can be in sisterhood is when we are a sister to ourselves mm-hmm. <sighs> <laughs> there's many of sayings or ways that we we have heard this before, right? Like you cannot give from an empty glass. Like you're, you actually can give from an overflowing glass. That's what it feels like self-love first, and then you can actually love another. Mm. So we know this in some way, right? We, we do. And yet when it comes to deep relationships, it's the place where it does fizzle a little bit and it can mm. be really hard to touch that and understand that. And even in the moment, be like, I'm not doing that right now to myself, right? I'm not providing for myself what I at most need. And so what is it that I need to do? Maybe it's worth to just go through a little bit more of that process of what happened afterwards mm-hmm. and how I, how holding in sister, sister to myself um, can be. Um, and I would love for us maybe to explore that and also chime in what your practices are <laughs> mm. um, and we can share that here and mm. in, here and now. 
stepping out of this conversation for the first thing was deep, deep breaths and landing into my body mm-hmm. and acknowledging that there was a discomfort, that there was a energy drain, right? Exactly as you had described. And what do I, I know from my body when that occurs? I shake. <laughs> I'm like, I get up and I shake. Key for me is to have my feet on the ground, no shoes, no socks, right? Just bare feet, really feeling um, my full body and landing into it because that also comes back to that love, that self-compassion, that inwardness of like feeling myself. I also process a lot of things through words and getting things out from inside of me or whatever is coming up. So I found myself like, phone on because my I couldn't even my hand couldn't keep up with what was happening in my head Mm. I type much faster so I just new note and I just let it out and I don't have a particular attachment to what voice it's talking to sometimes it is me talking sometimes it is you know the sister outside of me that's talking sometimes it's a completely other voice Mm. that's from the outside that's processing it and it is and it is just simply saying whatever it needs to say. Some of, and some of it, it's like a reflection of, you know, that felt like this, you believe this, but I believe this to be true. And slowly through releasing all of that in that tantrum of words, <laughs> I moved into feeling in my body, oh, that, that piece of me wasn't heard, right? That piece of me was the one that was hurt. It was somebody telling me that they need to save me. I don't need to be Mm. saved. I want to be seen for all that I am. Okay. All right. We're getting somewhere, right? I'm starting Mm. to feel like (laughs) that those are the components of me that underneath the shadow or somewhere in the corner that we're wanting to come through into this conversation that we're not, that we're not being noticed. And then coming into like, oh, right. How do I actually hold space for those parts of me regularly? in conversation, in relationship Mm. with others and realizing that sometimes I don't. And that was part of the conversation. I didn't hold space for that. And I didn't Mm. allow for all of myself to be seen and to be heard. And when that wasn't, and it kept coming back that it wasn't, that it wasn't, then it was like, all right, we need out. We need out. And as, as the words began to kind of calm, um, I move into dance dance is my medicine. It's my medicine of the body. It's it's being able to really move through all of those emotions because it's not one. It's not one where I was just sad or, um, or angry. It was all of those emotions. It was the shadows of those emotions as well that came up and noticing how much, noticing those emotions that were also not only of the present experience, but also were past experiences where that didn't happen, where that didn't happen in sisterhood, where that didn't happen with Mm. women and where there was still blueprints, you know, from past experiences that were living in my body, where those emotions were also there and allowing for movement to release those Mm. past blueprints as well. Um, So that not only was I able to look at that particular experience, but I was able to look at past experiences. Five rhythms, which is the practice that I do, consist of a wave that takes you on 
process of feeling into feeling through five different rhythms, feeling through the fear, feeling through the anger, feeling through the sadness, and out from it coming to joy and coming to compassion. And coming on the other side of this wave, for me in that particular situation, was coming back to that sister Mm. self-compassion of hearing and feeling into those times when I wasn't heard, Mm. when I had been in that victim mode, even though that wasn't my story, feeling that somebody else wanted to save me and leaning into that and allowing Mm. myself to be to be saved. And also that that short, very short conversation that I had with the sister that also touched upon those wounds. And I feel that the, that as we do this practices and this work of self and being mm. in our own sister female body, it doesn't take much for these things to be triggered, if I may say so, because that space is open for us to heal. And yeah. it's like part of it to not be afraid and to like do the work, come out on the other side mm. and see it transform. What about you, Marlene? What are things that come yeah. up? It's so so one thing that I want to mention beforehand. Well, first let's actually let's give a little bit of a summary. So what I heard you saying is okay, yeah, shaking is one, especially when you feel like energy drained. You get your body moving, shaking consciously and actively. The second one is voicing. I, I assume that that can be spoken, that can be thought, but that can also be written um, in any form or way. Um, then the third one is the medicine of the dance and specifically not just uh, not just a dance but really supporting the wisdom of the five rhythms to support you in going through the wave of the emotion that was present or that was triggered yeah and that then opens up this space of self-compassion I mean there's so much that I love about this sharing So I want to reiterate for a moment, though, because I I just observed as we were talking, you know, we in a way, because you you initiated this conversation saying, hey, I had this conversation with a sister where the terms were not clear, right? Where the the space wasn't defined properly and consciously together. And I just, as as I'm listening, I'm like, holy moly, we just entered into recording a podcast in a conversation. And I just wanted to bring this into this space so that the space is really held for this and us both consciously saying, yes, we are doing this recording right now. <laughs> it was just nice to realize that and I had to smile a bit. It was like, yeah, okay. And this is also beautiful, just such a beautiful reminder because it's true in some of your conversations you will just enter a process and you're in it and then you just understand, hang on, maybe it's good to just for a moment come back and really create this space. Because when we do that, taking an example of conversation with a sister where it's not clear, we can actually come back in that sense and say, hey, this is the understanding of the conversation that I'm having right now. I feel that this is a sacred space in which I feel safe and in which I want to create safety for you. I want it like this is a sacred space to hold anything that is present there. And I, I want you to know that I'm coming from this space right now. Is that something that you are uh, ready and open to do right now? Because if then they say um, no, they, they realize it's a no, if they have any resistance to that, then you know already, okay, this is not the, the space in a way. 
super sweet to see this mirrored back in our conversation in a way and how we can then just say okay no let's let's hold on and let's let's mm. actually see our intention i wanted to to say to what you said about you know asking asking right that whole yeah. ask that's the whole like beauty of the transformation that i believe is undertaking at a broader spectrum of humanity is where we honor each other mm. and we honor each other in mm. that present moment for what is true for me mm. and i do not need to hold it against you i don't need to attach mm. anything to against against you at this present moment to honor that this is where you are i also in that honor know that you're so much more mm -hmm. right that this mm. is just this but i honor that this is where you are at and that's sometimes really hard to bear mm. yeah because we want to be in relation because we want to be exchanging because we want to say that things are present and and it's much easier i say this in quotations to just lash out <laughs> mm. to at somebody else without doing the inner work as well and reflecting first inwards so yeah Yeah, I hear you. And I, I think what's so important with that is, so entering a conversation like this with that question doesn't mean it's an expectation. You know, mm -hmm. it's not that it's not that I am expecting from you to do the inner work. It is only that I'm wanting to open up the space for that inner work, if that is where you are right now, to, to happen and to be held by a sister by me in that scenario right and as well so importantly i am also opening that space up in that moment because i am letting you know this is the way how i can be there for you and i am not willing to be there i'm willing to be there for you but i'm not willing to nourish and to feed any story that you are creating right now that is not what i'm up to right now so if you are feeling that this is not your space, I love you deeply, beautifully. And I know that my place is not the one here right now. And that is where I take myself out, you know, and that is where I say, okay, because sometimes we are triggers for a sister and mm -hmm. sometimes it's not us. It's, it cannot be us who, although we so deeply want it because of our stories, um, and also because it's true for us, but we cannot be the one holding space for the other then. It's mm -hmm. not, and I, I say this, I know it sounds very cliche, but I do believe in the highest good for all. And in that sense, I, I really don't feel and sense in my entire body that this, and that's what you noticed, it wasn't for the highest good for all. What was for the highest good was to get out and to do your own inner work and trusting that whatever journey the other sister is on that she's going to do the same or that she's going to do whatever she needs to do in that moment mm -hmm. and i i hear you it's not it's not easy to sit back because you're like i i always get them this picture of i want to grab them by the shoulders and just shake them but that's definitely coming from my story but i'm like can't you see this can you and this is what i often have and this is why i so enjoy our conversations and this is also why i believe we are 
without wanting to sound arrogant, but we are very good in communicating with one another. We have a very similar way of communicating things because we show up with that naturally. You know, we show up with this, I'm here, I'm holding space for myself. I'm doing that inner work that you beautifully mentioned, that self-process, that self-compassion. I love that word, that expression. I am doing this, and because I'm doing this, I can hold a space that comes, I'm not going to say free from stories, because of course I have my own stories, but that comes with the self-awareness of my stories. Mm -hmm. And I know that for many people, it can be triggering in a way to hear it be voiced like this, just because then there's this thought of, oh, they, I don't know, or I'm less than, and that is just not true. So to give an example where I come from with this, I am less, I could imagine that if I was to be in that space with someone, they might get triggered just by the, the thought, oh, she thinks she knows better. Or she thinks she's so much more evolved. And believe me, I am not. I am really not. I'm just coming from that space of self-awareness. And the truth is, sometimes we got to be okay with being triggered. We got to be really okay with that. And we got to be okay that another person that is holding space for us is not triggered. We got to be okay with the sister not being triggered, although we want them to be so that we can understand, oh, no, I'm not the one that is wrong or I'm not doing the bad thing. I had actually a similar conversation with a such an incredible woman, sister, a beautiful being few, like half a year ago when I was living in Spain and I was so triggered and I was really desperately looking, but are you not triggered? Is it really me? It's like, do I really have to look at this right now? Um, and I really wanted to put it on her, you know. And she was like, Marlena, it's, it's, I'm not triggered. This is yours. And you know what? It's okay. It really is okay. Sometimes we are triggered and the other is not. That doesn't mean anything about you. And just having that space for me was just such a, oh, my God. I can be triggered and I'm not less worthy or less evolved when I am triggered by a sister. It's just my transformation, it's my evolution, and it's fine. Yeah, anyway, so that, that all was just really spark. I do have in my mind still that you asked me that question as to how do I hold space for myself, but I want to make sure, do you, do you want to add something to what I shared before so that these thoughts don't get lost, or is it okay for me to enter into that? No, I, it would be wonderful if you could move, if you can move into it. I think particularly even in this, in this story, in this, story, in, this, this in this scenario that mm, you had shared yeah. where a part of you wanted to run away from it or put it on hold or <laughs> push it back at it to another mm. point in time. How did you move through that? So th in that specific moment, it was crucial for me to have a sister holding me and to really really her words of saying it's okay Malena you're not less than me in that uh, specific scenario I'm so looking forward to share this podcast episode with her now <laughs> anyway um, but it was really her words that supported me in feeling safe and I think that is the number one step to to focus on when we are triggered is our sense of safety. 
because if we do not feel safe and we are triggered, we will just go with the trigger. We will, we will move beyond, we will move up in our nervous system and most likely beyond our window of tolerance. And then we will just get stuck in the thought or in the story or in the emotion or whatever it is that is stuck in that energy. We will just stay stuck with it. So creating safety for me is always the, the one the first thing to do and I found myself in your description because I know that shaking my body creates spaciousness and safety within me to drop into my body because whenever we drop into our body that we most of us I'm not saying everybody but for most of us that is a safe harbor That is a, when we feel, when we come back to our senses, when we come back to feeling, we come back to the present moment. So coming back to the body is what creates safety. Another way of creating safety is if you are aware of that, that you are needing in it, like that you need it. And if you have someone around you that you know can create that safe space, definitely reach out. This is this entire conversation that we are, the dialogue that we are, that you and I, we are creating is really based on that principle that you can reach out to be held. And if you are in the, in the space where you can, I was really lucky that I was, and that also the other was able to hold that space without getting into horror stories, because actually it was a blessing that she wasn't triggered and that she could just hold space there and just say, no, Marlene, it's okay. It's like, you can go through your own story. Yeah. It's just this constant reminder. You're not less. If you're triggered, you're definitely not worth less. So safety is definitely step number one. It's also very similar to you voicing things out. I sometimes do it in different channels. Sometimes I'm just thinking it and I really just have a dialogue with my inner self. Sometimes I like adding a bit of the embodiment component in there where I take positions for one side and the other, if there are two different sides. So, but you can definitely shift your, your body position or you could also, that part that feels active, um, you could place it into a pillow <laughs> or you could just like really find something that represents for you that energy that you're feeling, that thought that is activated, that trigger you can literally put it into another thing around you to have that represent that energy and have a conversation with that. Or you write it out. It's beautiful as well. The most important thing for me is that I'm making sure that the part that is triggered gets a lot of space to be seen, to be voiced. Because sometimes this can happen. And I, I know that <laughs> because I do that. Like we, we put ourselves already into the more advanced, into the more resource person or, and then we're just like, oh no, but it's fine. And we're already arguing in the sense of it's okay, like you're held or you're divine, or even it's like point being, you've got to make sure that if, that you create space for that part and that you voice it out. And I'm going into the you now and I'm noticing that. So this is my experience. I, I really appreciate having space for that voice and I know out of my experience as a coach that that's beneficial for others as well yeah creating space for the voice creating space for the thoughts because the truth is if you don't fully see yourself in that if you don't fully see that part it will just keep on acting out which is so beautiful in a way to know because that part really wants to make sure that you 
transform that stuckness and that energy that is somewhat trapped. Safety, voicing, expressing, being seen, and then somewhat a form of nourishment. And I guess that is for me, like the part that comes after self-compassion is really that nourishment. Once I really, really made click and I have that self-compassionate moment, and you know when you have it, then I go into this space of, okay, what is it that you do need? What is it that that part wanted and desired? And I nourish myself in that way. And sometimes that is through a hug uh, or through visualizing a hug or through saying exactly the words that I need to say in that moment, that I need to hear in that moment. That can be through dance as well. That can be really anything. And then I, I do want to add another part to this, which is gratitude. I do have a genuine sense of gratitude with a part with myself once I have closed the cycle of a self-holding sister moment. I don't know how to call it. But yeah, there's definitely this gratitude still. Beautiful. I want to add that, that sometimes these practices don't just happen in one day. They don't happen mm -hmm. in just a couple of hours. That sometimes they actually do need more time to move from one phase to another and I love how you described it because it's almost like phases right mm. where it's like I'm present okay I'm seeing this I'm voicing it I'm moving into self-compassion then I'm nourishing that and it's sometimes we have to sleep on it sometimes mm -hmm. it feels that it's it's still there and sometimes our body just simply needs to rest Because these, I wanted to add to what you said, these components of us become trapped emotions that can then transform into actual body symptoms, right? To the extent of chronic illnesses and all of these things. This is extreme cases, of course, but giving them space and allowing that process to take place is crucial to our, our yeah. self-compassion and to our self-love. And being a overflowing glass of water. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I love what you're sharing there. It's kind of like a meta perspective on the self-compassion. You literally just brought self-compassion into this conversation. As you were sharing, sometimes it takes longer. Mm -hmm. And it's not about longer. It's actually, it takes exactly the time that it needs to take. Yeah. It's, it's really that. And yes, sometimes we are stuck in these things for longer. And that's okay. And that's, I know I'm saying this a lot, but we are not less than when we are stuck. You know, we are not, we're not, our worthiness doesn't decrease. It can never, ever decrease. Mm -hmm. It just, you know, it, it just brought up in me this, this, also this thought that just because you and I are capable of, you know, being in this space, as you had beautifully described, because we're able to land, because we are able to maybe even name some of these principles that you can say, what it takes to mm -hmm. hold space and sisterhood. It does not mean that I will be able to go into every conversation with mm -hmm. every woman and, and not feel triggered and mm -hmm. be able to apply all of that and all these things. <laughs> and it's exactly that. There may be even moments where we are unable to hold that space, As, right? And, yeah. And, and that's okay. Yeah. It's more of that, of having that awareness, remembering what you come back to, coming back to the heart, coming back to the body, coming back to mm. our full selves. And we... We are already whole. Mm, yeah, always. 
Yeah, I love I love that you were pointing this out because one one thing that comes up here is well, two things actually. One is this, you know, one thought that I had when you were sharing this was like I am in a very bizarre way looking forward to the moment if it will happen, when it will happen, where you and I will be actually triggered by the other again, and we get to have this chance of sitting in this space together to really move through that and also to to take ourselves back you know and mm-hmm. to and I'm looking forward to sharing that if that feels aligned with us in that moment also here with you guys because I think there's so much power in that and it is also in a way just seeing how for me my triggers they I am I don't see see them as something bad I see them as my guides. I see them as my biggest friends because they're actually showing me where where to go and where to be and which part needs nourishment. And mm. I know that it helped me massively to shift my perspective on shadows, on stress, on fears, on anger, on triggers to one where I understand these are here to help me. They're not against me. And It's also somewhat creating that sense of compassion. Like we are no matter, and I love that this is happening in this conversation, no matter where we are, what we're feeling, what we're thinking, we are always whole. There is nothing, nothing could ever take that away from us. I understand that the feeling of not being whole can be there. And I hear, and I, I hear you in that, you know, I hear everybody who's listening in that who might feel this right now, but I am not whole, but I have these stories, but I have these feelings. I hear you so much and I feel you so much and I get it. I truly do. And even though you might not believe it right now, you are whole. You are more than anything that life could present to you. Your wholeness isn't defined by anything in the external by anything that happens in your body, in your heart, in your mind, you are whole nonetheless. And that is what I wanted to come to is really in this space of sisterhood. I feel that one, it's in our intro in a way as well, like sisterhood means seeing the other as whole, no matter what they're going through, seeing their wholeness, holding them in their wholeness, no matter what they're going through. and coming to the self-reflection here again as well, holding yourself in that space too, in that space of wholeness. Um, And if it's not possible, like in the moment, it's so, so beautiful to be held by another sister who can see that. And when we truly understand that this is what sisterhood is for, no matter what the triggers are for me, for you, between us, we can always come back to that manifesto or to that agreement of we see each other as whole no matter what we're going through and in a way we can always come back and I think this is why our conversations feel so natural because we do have that innate to how we come into a conversation we have that sense of I see you as whole I see myself as whole no matter what is going on and it's always good to just have that as a clear agreement so that we can always bring that up as a reminder and say Mm -hmm. hey remember this I see you as a whole. I'm not your enemy. Thank you, Marlene. And with that, I want to say that some of these things might feel unnatural at this point in time. They might feel so foreign that your body 
might not fully even grasp what we are talking about here. And at the same time, I feel called to invite you to go a little bit deeper in that, in your body, in your heart, and see whether there isn't a knowing, a knowing that's beyond what you've ever experienced, a knowing that's beyond what you may have felt when you've been around women or even felt within yourself. Because that is in there, deep, maybe hidden behind many stories and beliefs and, and pains and wounds. But in there it is. And hopefully with, with these shares and with more shares of, of being held in sisterhood, we can jointly flicker that light and make it burn a little bit more and a little bit more and, and have it light up you and you as the whole being that you are in self-compassion and have that shine through to other sisters as well. So wherever you may be on your journey, you're right where you need to be, you're whole, and we're going to be here continuously holding the space mm-hmm. and continuously growing and expanding what held in sisterhood can and will look like for you. I have tears in my eyes right now. <laughs> that was so beautiful. Oh. I feel it's time for our closing ritual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I just want everybody that is listening to this right now for a moment to feel into your body. Taking a couple deep and nourishing breaths of wholeness. Breathing in that knowing, I am whole. Breathing in, I am whole. Breathing in. I am whole. And now with the out breath, feel into the, I'm exactly where I need to be. I am exactly where I need to be. I'm exactly where I need to be. Bring awareness to your body right now in this moment and feel any sensation that is present. Get curious as to where you're feeling this. And how it feels. What's the color? What's the texture? What's the shape? And with your awareness, 
taking another deep breath. Allow that sensation to expand. Let it take up your entire body if you can, if it wants to. And let's take it even another step further. Feeling your entire body feeling like this. With the next in-breath, invite that sensation to expand beyond you. Let it take up space. Let it be the ocean. Let yourself be the drop. I am whole. And I am exactly where I need to be. Take a couple of deep breaths. Bring your awareness into your body. You might want to start wiggling the body, move it. Find your own and beautiful way to transition into opening your eyes in the most loving, gentle and compassionate way. We love you so much. I like I wish you could be our faces right now. <laughs> we deeply love you. You're amazing. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being with us. And thank you, Marlena, for closing this so beautifully. We'll see you next time. Helden Sisterhood is held and supported by women like you across the world who have shaped us, informed us, witnessed us, and loved us. Our theme music is a song composed and provided by Isla Schaffer that speaks to unlocking the power of sisterhood. And our beautiful artwork and podcast cover is created by Martha Schaffery. Helden Sisterhood is a self-sustained project created by Marlene Zinta and Anna Kopacz who are dedicated to supporting, advocating, and witnessing the transformative power of sisterhood in female relations, family, community, and workplaces. If you liked the episode, like or write a review on your preferred podcast platform. Or if you know of a sister or brother who would benefit from this episode or others, please share it with them. It will mean the world to us to spread the love and healing that comes with embodying being held in sisterhood. Stay connected with us. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. Comment and share your takeaways with us by using our hashtag HeldenSisterhood or tagging our individual Instagram profiles. Thank you for holding space for us and being in the space with us. Until next time, sister and brother.